<laughs> All right, everybody. Now, this place is a little dangerous. We've never been here before, but I think we got this. We got Team Boom, Team Zoom, and we know what we got to do. Just uh, don't get stuck in the vents this time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's meet our players for tonight's heist. Hello, I am Jake, and I play Gunner, the Hematician, which is like kind of like a a rock guy, like a rock troll. Uh, not he really is the rock. Troll. Anyway, he's the rock. Um, okay, that's it. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Trevor, not Jake, and I play Bruiser, not Gunner. Uh, the Winged Badger Inquisitive Rogue. Hey, I'm Wash Not Trevor, and I play FP62, not Bruiser. The uh, Automaton Rogue. Scouty, sneaky boy, who is, is very terrible at discerning the difference between water pipes and ventilation systems. So, uh, but he does his best. He tries really hard. That's all we can ask. Hello, I am... Cleo, not Wash, uh, playing Fox, not FP62, and uh, you know he's a rogue changeling, and you know what, he's, he's gonna change this whole thing around. Go work. Yep. Sorry, I've been really enjoying just leaving the camera hanging on Cleo. I'm Josh, yeah. the Wing <laughs> Game Master. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, who are we beginning with? How are we establishing our heist? Um, I, I think we're we're all going to uh, make our way towards uh, a the manhole cover. Are we not? That is correct. All right. So we're finding ourselves then focusing our time here in the Lower West Side. Now, Stainless is a city that sprawls across the top of the southernmost edge of the Cavarite Mountains. And rather than being built all in one place like most cities are, the city has been built in the locations that are convenient and then connected by paths that have been cut through the top of the mountain. So there are actual like separate districts and areas and things like that. And the Lower West Side is presumably and obviously from the name, located on the western side of the mountain range. So we're at like the southwest tip of the Cavarite Mountains here. 
and it's bordered like the the extreme west the edge is the far furthest you can go is called cannon ridge it's a huge wall bristling with cannons and other siege defenses that are facing towards the corrupt nation of aspesh which lies not in the mountains but in the plains further to the west of this and then stainless really extends to the east from there like we're on the edge of stainless here and it's called the lower west side because further up the mountain from this location we run into the industrial district uh, which uses a lot of the warehouses that are in the lower west uh, lower west side in fact the lower west side is almost exclusively warehouses so above cannon ridge and below the industrial district we find these um, long stretches of warehouses basically they're uniform warehouses there are 30 feet to a side um sorry 300 feet to a side and they are protruding out of the slope of the mountain so the roof of a warehouse becomes even with the road that is on sort of the ridge above it and then another line of warehouses and then if you were to climb the side of those warehouses you'd be even with the next road and so you have these sort of tiers that are stacked almost like stairs um straight up the side of the mountain and the ground is dirty, you know, smog drifts down from the industrial area uh, or the industrial district above and the black powder smoke flung by the cannons when they test fire, you know, coming back up. And so the warehouses are kind of, um, they're, they're kind of scorched and, and scarred and they look kind of gross. The streets are littered with trash. The gutters are running with uh, questionably um, dirty liquid next to the footpaths. And uh, in this area, we find our four heroes. We find the crew. Are you on foot or are you attempting to maneuver the cypher truck through the Lower West Side? Um, we're going to pull the cypher truck over the manhole cover. And then um, Fox and FP are going to sneak out the bottom. Like we'll, we'll take out the manhole cover in the grate uh, using the trap door. And then uh, Bruiser and Gunner will um, be on the outside. This is a great plan. You pull the where the the cipher truck. You kind of maneuver down the street. It's wide enough that you can pass people, so that's not an issue. You come to a stop over top of the manhole that covers the sort of um, exhaust vent, if you will, that's in the roof of the iron tomb. This warehouse that you're planning to loot, and the smuggler's hatch in your cipher truck lines up perfectly over the top of it. You know, maybe someone's down there eyeing it, making sure it lines up perfectly. You swing the hatch open, and they're beneath you is the work surface. Uh, whoever is going to try and actually lift the manhole off of the the vent, I need you to roll a strength check for me to raise this, you know, solid steel um, manhole cover. Gunner is going to hold up his uh, charged explosive. Oh, oh what, are we going to use this? I, I can just lift it. That's fine. I mean, I can. How, do you, I, how would you like to open it, it Connor? How would, you, how would you like to open it? I, I mean, I'll just try to like, lift it. Gunner will try and sure lift it with, can... with his hands. I'll put the he'll put the explosive back in his belt. Okay. <laughs> uh oh, he man no. Okay, I'm using a different dice set than last time. <laughs> That's a four. Maybe they colluded. That's a four. We add a die to the tension pool as time begins ticking by. Gunner reaches down there. He tries one way. He tries another way. He can't quite find okay. a good grip. Gunner, uh, let's go with that plan B option you had ready. <laughs> All right. So 
I can set the explosive and then set my Cypher of Silence. It can go off. We probably don't want... Well, I can... Hmm. Yeah, this will be fine. And <laughs> Gunner will... <laughs> 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 will... <laughs> place his, uh, his fragmentation explosive, his breaching charge on the, uh, on the manhole cover. He's cr the goal is to position it in a way where the explosion will be blasting it, like, inwards and downwards, not, uh... A not shape charge, if you will. Yeah, not upwards to the, to the cypher <laughs> not truck. Not into the cypher truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roll okay. a survival so place... check All right. to set your explosives properly. I, I keep rolling roll horrible. It's, a, it's 11. And we roll survival checks. It's an 11. I keep, I rolled a 3 on the die, which is an 11. All right. Ooh. Uh, you rolled an 11. And you set the charge as well as you feel you're able to. Are I you gonna, can't believe how terrible I'm rolling. Are you just going to like do it? Are you just going to detonate it? Are you moving the truck and using a timer? Like, What's the, the technique? Okay. Are you just going to do it? The, the technique is setting the explosive then pulling out his cipher of silence activating that and then and then I'm setting off the explosive step outside of the truck just you know we can we can uh i mean we we, we can move the truck it's like it, not a big deal if we want to be extra safe but also i trust I you mean, gunner I, I trust <laughs> if you think it's not gonna hurt the cipher truck i trust you one thousand percent it it won't it won't <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> okay, so click the cipher of silence activating and warming up is the last thing you hear as a an eerie sort of cube of silence falls over your area. Fox standing just outside the truck, maybe leaning against the door casually. You can see some people walking up and down the street, but you can no longer hear their footsteps. The sound of the wind dies away, and there is a uh, brief moment of rest and stillness followed by not a noise but a strange sort of force that shakes the cypher truck a little bit as the shape charge goes off um it does most of the explosive is directed downwards but you forgot to account for the shrapnel that was going to come up from the manhole cover and so several large pieces of manhole cover swing upwards and smack against the bottom of the cypher truck and I'm about to roll to see if any of them find their way up the smuggler's hatch. They don't. Um, I can uh, I can roll damage if that matters at all as well. Uh, no, just assume it is damaged. Okay. Um, and Fox, you feel the truck like shudder behind you as the explosive goes off. <clears throat> it kind of like uh, rickety <laughs> bounces in place. Did I notice a flash of light? Uh, yes, yeah. For you, you would have noticed a flash of light and a tiny bit of smoke that like puff comes out from underneath the cypher truck. Like, okay. I'm going to uh, go back inside the truck. Great. Um, Gunner, you also noticed that some of the pieces of the manhole cover and the grate underneath it, because your explosive was easily strong enough to also break the iron bars that crisscross the grate to, you know, prevent someone from falling in when it is opened. Um, some of those things fall downwards, not upwards. And even though you can't hear them here in your bubble of silence, you know that wherever they went, they probably made a little clang noise. Ah. Um, Looking down the hatch after them, you can see like a little glimmer of flickering light somewhere down there, but you can't quite see what uh, it's related to. As a reminder, we're 300 feet up, which is, um, what is that, 30 stories, I think. 
Um, so, you know, that's a, a really high area above like ground level of this warehouse. As far as you can tell from the teeny little viewpoint that you have, you know, this little viewport that's this vertical, it's, it's really just a vent for like if you were manufacturing something in there. As far as you can tell, it, there's no floors. Like it goes the whole way down to the bottom. Um, the, there are catwalks crisscrossing the top and there's a ladder that goes from the catwalk it's you know one of those sort of mesh you can see through it um catwalks there's a ladder coming up from the catwalk to the vent presumably to open it from the inside without exploding it um unfortunately the top 10 or 20 feet or so of that ladder have been damaged or otherwise um affected by the explosive that you directed downwards to climb down there is going to require an acrobatics check to avoid hurting yourself as you kind of drop down and catch yourself on the the still put together parts of the ladder. FP well, um, is going to uh, use his uh, thief can't uh, yeah thieves can't hand signals to Fox and motion like we're ready to go down. He's going to pull his little grappling device off of uh, off of his belt, hook it on the inside, and it's got a little spool. He like clips it to his side. And motions you to grab onto him. I, I grab on. And we, we unreal I'm, I'm the, the cable we all, as we zoop down. I'm glad okay. we all planned for that. That was really intentional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you begin rappelling downwards, and um, the, the rappel is short and easy. It's only about 30 feet from the manhole level to the actual catwalk below. So you go through, you know, it's some, some thick street and rock above it because it's built into the mountainside itself. And then you eventually land on the catwalk. Um, looking down from the catwalk, spreading out away from you is the inside of the Iron Tomb. The Iron Tomb, one of the many warehouses run by the Red Cloaks that is currently on loan to Vexar uh, of the private security goons. The place where you have heard that Rex and Sasha are being imprisoned. Um, the... The, the lighting in this place is terrible. There's a handful of flickering lights hanging from like single hotlines that go up to the ceiling. They're moving in the air currents generated by rusting creaky fans. There are like five large fans, you know, hanging from the ceiling that are just kind of slowly revolving to circulate air. And as they swing, it seems like the connections are poorly made. And so on one end they connect and then they swing away and they go dark again. Um, and so these tiny flickering bulbs kind of dot the landscape and it changes every few seconds. About every six seconds, you could say, the lighting in the area changes um, and creates these weird crisscrossing mazes of shadows and, and light lit spaces. Um, the actual ground beneath the catwalks is a maze of narrow winding corridors created between stacks of crates and barrels. Whoever used this before the Red Cloaks got this warehouse, when they moved out, they either foreclosed or were kicked out because they left all their stuff here. And so there's a bunch of decaying, you know, rotting wood and old barrels of stuff with like the lids kind of kicked off. There's some foul smelling odors coming out of some of the barrels. These, the Red Cloaks have pushed and arranged into sort of makeshift walls. So there's no ceilings over any of the rooms or the corridors or anything like that, but they've kind of made a general flow to the area that is just, it's really made out of convenience and wherever stuff is. So it's a lot of tunnels and, and you know, it, it's just a weird, it's not a logical place to navigate through. It would be easy to get lost uh, on the ground level. And 
Um, through all of that, you can see um, there's also hanging from the ceiling a huge winch, like a, an industrial crane motor type of thing that might have been used to lift or suspend heavy machinery at some point. And the chain from that winch kind of dangles down. Um, you can't see where the chain goes just because of where you're located on the catwalk. It gets cut off by the stacks of debris. Um, and some places, these stacks range as high as, you know, 30 or 40 feet. You know, they're, they're tall. Um, they just don't have, like, actual roofs built over top of them. Um, graffiti covers the walls and the ceilings. Uh, you see a whole bunch of different things. You can see the thieves' camp for, like, hideout and, you know, stuff like that. You can also see the big sigil of the Red Cloaks, which is really just graffiti of the word Red Cloaks. They're not, like, super creative as a bunch when it comes to marking their territory. But, they've you know, the, the whole thing is just covered in graffiti. Um, and then the catwalk that you're on is that it's also rusted and rickety and just really the, the whole warehouse exudes disrepair. Um, there is a ladder from the ground level that climbs the entire wall of the warehouse up to the catwalk. So between you and the ground, there's like 290 feet of ladder. Um, and that is the situation of what you see beneath you. You don't see any living beings. You don't hear any living beings. Um, and the flickery lights are, are going around doing their thing. Okay. Also, just for convenience's sake, well, yeah, let's have everybody roll initiative now just in case. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, just okay. so we know for the rest of our, our time together. Uh, um, man, I am rolling so bad. Time so, to switch dice. Again. Time being, I'm going to use electronic dice because I just realized I don't know where my actual dice are. Do you want to use moving mine? problems? Moving problems. No, that's fine. I can give you mine. I, 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 or I could just tell Google. To you give could. Me a number. Hey, I rolled. You like eight. having physical. You rolled an eight. I can get okay, great. Uh, and okay. Bruiser rolled a ten, I think. Yes. Okay. And Fox rolled a. I 15. got a thirteen. Hey, thirteen oh, buddies. Let's go. All right. F team. Uh, <laughs> what are the Dex mods there for? Um, for FP and Fox. Uh, plus four. Plus four. Uh, and, plus three. Okay, so Fox will go before FP in the initiative order there. Um, you know, if it becomes relevant, obviously. That's not to suggest mm. that anything would mm. be relevant now. Mm. Uh, okay. What are we doing? Um, um, <clears throat> FP unhooks the, the little winch from his, like, uh, magnetically unclips it from his side and hits a little button on it and it goes and it goes back up to the cipher truck. I'm gonna... Thieves can't hear. It appears to be 100 meters down. Is Bruiser right. in the truck or is Bruiser with you? Bruiser's in the truck. Okay. Bruiser and Gunner are up in the truck still. Got it. All right. Hear me out, FP. Um, I'm going to do a little scout. I'm hearing you out. Okay. And uh, I'm going to pull out of my back pocket a cipher um, that once I start twisting it, um, its shape changes into that of a miniature owl. And as I fi finish the twist, I release it out into the air. Okay. And uh, and this is a cipher of find familiar, right? Correct. Yeah. And so the, the small owl is the familiar that it is found. Um, and your owl is going to do some stuff for you. But as you are releasing it, you kind of maybe you shift your weight or maybe FP shifts your weight, but in whatever way you hear a, a loud and you realize that the catwalk that you were on 
is maybe too rusted through to even support the two of you standing on it, it begins to shift a little bit. It has not fully snapped or fallen or anything like that, but uh, you get the sense that it is not uh, maybe very stable and probably not a safe place to be for a long time, is basically what I'm saying. The structural integrity is compromised here. It's an idea. Yeah. Okay. FBI think we should find a ladder down. <laughs> Let us make our way to the edge. Are this you catwalk reaches the walls, right? Yes, it does. Are you prioritizing speed or stealth? Uh, I will say stealth, stealth but I am going to use, if it matters, uh, my roguish dash as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, roll stealth for me. Uh, also, okay. chat, Belly Zavala says you should name your owl Lynn. <laughs> how, how does chat, chat grants more oceans work? Uh, you can roll a d4 and add it to your pool okay. of oceans. Cool. All right. You said stealth? Yes. 16. Not that 20. Let's go. Okay. Um, you run fairly quietly, all things considered. Uh, you run the the distance. It's a little bit of a wavy path, and you don't really see anything beneath you as you focus on not making noise um, and not um, not like breaking the, the catwalks themselves. Uh, but you rush over to the wall, and you get there. And um, as you arrive at the wall... The catwalk does not collapse behind you, uh, which is pretty great. You make it to the ladder and the, you know, over here by the wall where the thing is anchored, there are lots of bolts, you know, kind of anchoring it to the wall. And so the catwalk is not flimsy here. You could stand here or you could climb down the ladder. The ladder is a straight descent. Um, and it is, as I said, 290 feet. Um, I'm going to stand here um, and use the little owl's dark vision to do some scouting and see if it can't see anybody. Uh, down below in between the crates. Okay. Um, you're going to send your owl down there. Do, do you need to make like a perception or anything through the owl or does it just have your mods or how does that work with Find Familiar? It has its own mods. Okay. So let's have the owl make a perception check. Um, okay. And if you want it to be sneaky, also have it make a stealth check. While he's doing this, I'm going to keep an eye out up here because he can't see through his own eyes. Great. Uh, perception then, please. And you can roll with advantage. Because you're standing still and like really just focusing on the one task. All right. Okay. So perception check is a 17. Okay. And I got a 26. Stealth check is a 16. Great. Um. So the the owl flutters down to the maze of corridors and makeshift rooms between the crates and the barrels. It whizzes around corners and it kind of takes a second to to map out the space almost, not in a way that you could repeat, but in a way that it's kind of found all the rooms. There are four like rooms that have been made here. Um, one of the rooms is an armory. Uh, it's a room filled with weapons and ammunition, obviously. Um, there is what looks to be a drug lab um, with beakers and vials and different, you know, plastic wrapped packages and all kinds of different things. And you see a number of different drugs, which you Fox may try to identify at some point, but the owl obviously cannot. Um, there's, uh, like a, almost like a chill space or like a living room type area where there's just some old, like kind of thrown out or trashed couches that have been dragged in. There's an ice box with some drinks and potions in it. And it's just kind of like a relaxed space. And then there is what is unmistakably an interrogation room. Uh, the chain suspended from that winch uh, off the ceiling comes down and loops around two bodies. 
um, that are hung over uh, one of those old crates. The top is open and the crate is filled with like nails and screws and stuff like that. And there's all kinds of various interrogation implements, we'll say, leaned against the wall and spread out on tables and things like that. Um, There are a couple scraps of parchment laid on the ground and just, you know, general trash like you would find in any abandoned warehouse. Um, There's a chair. At this time, you do not see anybody in the room. And as the owl has been flying around, it's it's been in a lot of hallways. Again, as you don't know the layout of the, the building, you don't know if it's been in all of them. But it's been flying for a while and it hasn't come across any other creatures. Um, the two beings that are hung from the winch, they are not moving. I mean, they're slightly swaying back and forth. But the owl is not competent enough to determine whether they are alive, unconscious, or just resting. Um they are unmistakably to your eyes, Rex and Sasha. Like you're seeing through the familiar's eyes, you can tell that these are the creatures that you're here to try and rescue. Um, it's okay. a hematician and a half elf, and they are suspended there. Um, um, so that's what you see. FP62, so... you do not notice anything happening up on the higher levels at the moment. Okay. And as a point of note, my passive perception is 20. Okay. Just like while we're doing other stuff. Uh, FP, uh, you you're not sure if you hear it or if you feel it or if you see it, but you sense a sort of fluttering presence rush by. Can I investigate it? Like, did it move from one place to another? Can I focus on where I sensed it? Uh, Yes, you can focus on where you sensed it. Um, It was passing basically between you and the wall. And as you look towards it, you kind of focus on it. um, You don't notice anything there. Um, however, you do get the sense that whatever it was was like a living creature uh, or a being of some kind. Like, you're not alone in this warehouse. I lay a hand on Fox's shoulder, and I tap out something here in Thieves' Cant. Mm. All right. I uh, recall my owl, and I, I pull back to my own senses. And without saying anything, I, I tap some more details onto Fox's shoulder. Creature moved quickly, didn't see between us and wall not there anymore i'm going to tap him back um do you think we have been discovered i tap back unknown could be animal if not why no attack now i'm going to clear the tension pool because we're at six we've rolled one more complication um so a lot of complications rapidly. Uh, the Oof. passage of time is intense when you're breaking into a warehouse and trying to rescue people who are imprisoned there. Um, bruiser in yes. the cipher truck, you're chilling, you're kind of waiting, and you hear a knock on the window of the truck. You look outside, mm-hmm. and there is someone there wearing the uniform of the City Watch of Stainless. Hey, you can't leave this thing here. You're going to have to move out of the way. We got people trying to bring a couple carts down to get into one of these warehouses. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to to get it, get it started again. I'm sure I'll have it back and up and running soon. There's just some wires that need to be reconnected up here. No, nah, we don't have time for that. Here, just hitch it up to mine. And you can see that he's got a couple of rote who are pulling his cart. I'll just hitch it up okay. to mine. We'll get you pulled off to the side here. Uh, can I use an Oceans real quick? You absolutely can. So, in our preparation for uh, entering through this manhole cover, Bruiser knew that we would need a replacement, or figured we would need a replacement in case we couldn't just lift it off. 
So he wants to talk to the uh, the manager of the sewer and uh, act like one of them is missing. Um, so earlier, him and Gunner removed a manhole and pretended like it was missing or stolen or something, and they need a replacement for it. Um, the, I I am not sure I'm totally following what you want to do because the the manhole covers are like it's just ventilation from the warehouses. They're not directly connected to the like it's not part of the gutter or the sewer system. It it's just a manhole because it's in the street. You know what I mean? What do they use to cover it? They cover the ventilation for the warehouses. So if you're doing manufacturing or toxic chemicals and they need to come out of the warehouse, that would be where they would leave. They would vent vertically. So they're I'm just more like smokestacks. Okay, I was thinking we needed to like replace a manhole cover, um, like in a city. That's yeah. So okay. So yeah, you could be talking to like, eat, um, there there is like a public works, right? So you could just okay. talk to like the city's public works department and try and convince them that a manhole cover from the Lower West Side is missing and it needs replacing. Um, yeah. They would then want to send like a repair crew out to go and and put a new cover in. What would you do about that? Uh, I would let them do it and then take the one we took and put it over our hole. Oh, I see what you're saying. So that you can mask out the hole. Yeah. Like block it from, from you if you move the truck. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that that's, uh, what is that? That's an ocean to convince them and then an ocean to um, take the, like to do the, do the swap basically. Because you're saying you've done that already, right? I mean, we don't have, we, we've already taken one and we're convincing them to either go fix it or to give us a replacement. Josh is asking whether by the time the city watch has gotten here, we've replaced it. And yes, we have. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's two oceans you can deduct. Um, but yes, okay. that's cool. So you've done that. And so as the guard asks you to move, um, he's going to try and hitch up his, his rotate to the cypher truck. Are you going to oppose him? Not at all. I'll just like, quietly signal to bruiser to quickly replace it okay or not bruiser it's a gunner that's fine um gunner gunner will quickly replace it um and then gunner actually when the when the like you know it's getting all hitched up and everything gunner's gonna like step out and act as if he was like someone on the street that that bruiser you know attempt like was like hey can you help me with this you know can you help me fix my cart he's gonna walk and be like well i've done all i can Hopefully you can find a spot to fix it somewhere else. So go ahead on and start walking towards uh, some of the other warehouses, actually. Sure. One of the adjacent ones. Uh, the guard doesn't give you a second thought. Um, he either doesn't care or is convinced. Um, he hitches up his rotate to the cart and it you know, gets pulled basically off the, the manhole and moved over to the side. And a couple more carts roll by. Um, afterwards, the city watch unhitches his rotate, puts them back on his own cart and leaves. And so now, thank you, good sir. I, I I didn't mean to be a bother. Oh no, don't don't worry about it. It's just you know we've got to get people through, so I you know have to I move understand. yours aside. Hopefully you get that thing working. And he hops back in his cart and leaves. Um, Gunner, you approached a different warehouse. Are you doing anything in general, or are you literally just wandering to look casual? I was like, Gunner is going to attempt to scout the adjacent warehouses to the uh, the bad guy one. Uh, his first goal is to see whether any of the adjacent warehouses are also bad guy warehouses. Okay. Same tier left and right, or are you going up to like the higher elevation one behind it? Uh, same tier left and right. He'll start right and then go left if 
Great. If, if, yeah, depending on what he finds. Go ahead and roll a perception check for me. Uh, Gunner okay. wanders off, and as these are built into the side of the mountain, you can literally walk off of the footpath and onto the the roof of the warehouse. It's going to take Gunner a little while. He got a three. I'm going to switch sets of dice again after this little. Okay. Um, sure. So Gunner's, Gunner's at this for a while trying to get any clues, but he's also really concerned now with not looking conspicuous, and that's why it takes so long. We <laughs> cut back into the warehouse with uh, Fox and FP62. Where? Fox is going to use an ocean. Yeah, he is. And <clears throat> after hearing that we'd be up against some shadow warriors, Fox was a little worried about what powers these people may possess, but he does know one thing, and that people associated with the title of shadow tend to be a little hard to see. So just in case, he went out and made sure to get a hold of some proper ciphers uh, of sea invisibility. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's straight just... Straight up by him. What level is sea invisibility? Level two. Level two. Okay, so that's... I think that's 200 wingle digits for that cipher. Um, but I'll double check the price afterwards. You can definitely afford it with your 5,700 in the bank. So, um, yes. All right. You, you pick um, up that's per cipher if you're gonna buy multiples right but it's multiple use since it's an official one right yes okay um as long as it's multiple use i'll just buy the one okay and then it's 10 um per use yeah 10 wingle digits per use less an hour okay. though so you should be good for a while all right um and uh we'll come back yeah we're here we are i'm gonna go ahead uh tap over to fp um burning cipher now we'll hand over then you burn and i will go ahead and put in uh my wingle digits and burn c invisibility you burn c invisibility um the okay so c invisibility takes effect and you do not immediately see anything in particular but you may roll perception with advantage i will go ahead and do such a thing sir oh i can't get much better than that uh perception <clears throat> That's a uh, 23, and I also hand it over to uh, FP. Okay. Um, with your 23, even as FP is about to activate the Cypher, you catch the faintest glimpse of the faintest blur. You're kind of looking around in all different directions, and just as you look into a shadowy corner, you see this little blur of motion, like something has almost paused and, and like become visible on the wall and then leapt off the wall in another direction, and it vanishes again. Um, you lose sight of it. For that brief instant that you're looking at it, you get at least a tiny glimpse of sort of the the general disposition of the figure. It's a humanoid with kind of pale translucent skin. The reason it's so hard to see in the dark is that it's covered in dark uh, leather armor studded with um, spikes coming off of the shoulders and spikes around the hips and other vulnerable parts of the body, basically. So where you might try to attack, there are spikes that would be waiting for a melee um, it has chains wrapped around its arms, and at the end of each chain is like a maul, like a big spiked ball that it's kind of carrying with it. Um, and it's got on these long black greaves. Um, it has kind of pointed ears, and it whoosh, leaps away and vanishes again, and you lose track of it. Just It's moving so fast, basically, that you can't keep up with your eyes. Um, okay. FP, what did you roll? Oh, I'm doing a perception check as well. Once you've activated the cipher, you can roll a perception with advantage, please. That is 28. 28. 
Um, just as Fox thinks he sees, um, you know, he sees it and then it vanishes again. FP, your eyes pick up the thing and you've got the, the sensors and a little bit more um, visual capacity just as a scout droid. And so you keep sight of it for a little bit longer. You're able to get maybe a little bit of analysis, some kind of internal system diagnostic runs. And you're able to place the creature as um, it, it is some relation of like the elf race. It, it is some variation on elves. Um, it's, it's bald and it does have, as Fox identified, it's got the two spikes chains. It's also carrying an array of daggers that are tucked into a bunch of different small sheaths. There's one strapped to its thigh. There's one underneath of its, um, like under an armpit. There's one strapped to its back. So it basically is just this, this moving armory, but it's moving faster than should be possible. And as you're analyzing and it jumps out of view and you lose track of it, you are able to pinpoint what Fox could not, which is that it is not moving too quick for your eyes to catch up with. It is teleporting. Um, it moves mm. and whoosh, winks out of existence where it is. And I, you are I, able, yeah. like, that's a teleport. It has left the space that it occupied and materialized somewhere else. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. Well, I'm going to tap back to FP. Um, do we proceed as planned? It knows we're here. It's priority one. I don't think we can do anything else until mm. it's handled. Plan of attack? My voice is cracked there. Sorry. Plan of attack? <laughs> Good. Mm. Me too. Perhaps one of us could disable its movement mm. or I engage it. Enough. I can get close enough. I think I can do that. just that. And I will cover you. And um, FP unclips and unholsters his rifle. Okay. Um, it will be loud. At this point, we're going to enter combat initiative. It sounds like we've decided to sort of enter this as a fight. And so as Bruiser is like, or not Bruiser, as Gunner is like leaning over the edge of a warehouse trying to see if there's anything written on the outside and he can't really find any identifying marks. He's still looking, trying to scope out this warehouse to the right. Meanwhile, inside this warehouse, FP pulls out a gun and takes a ready position. Um, Fox, are you, I'll give you a chance to prepare anything if you want to, and then we'll actually enter turn order and, and begin with uh, combat. I'm, I'm probably just gonna, um, pull out, uh, a little dagger and make sure my leg is in position, um, just in case I need to whip that out as well. Okay. Uh, combat begins with the, uh, Shadow Warrior's turn, and... The uh, the Shadow Warrior is going to try and get itself hidden again. Uh, so it's going to roll stealth. Um, okay. So for you to spot the Shadow Warrior, you would need to roll a perception um, DC of 22 uh, for you to spot it this turn in order. And you can roll that as a free action, but you would need to spot it to be able to hit it or target it with anything. Um, it's also going to, well, no, it's not going to attack because it's trying to stay hidden from you for the moment. It's trying to wait and see what your, your plan is. Uh, okay. that brings us to Fox at the top of initiative order. Um, so I don't know where it currently is, is what you're saying? Or I just don't know. I can't hit it. You don't know where it is unless you roll a perception high enough. Okay. You can still I'm roll gonna... with the mischance of like you're blind. It would just be a 50% mischance. With the scene visibility, do I still have the advantage? No. Because it's not actually invisible. Okay. In that case, I will go ahead. Yeah. 
roll, and I got a perception that is not gonna be okay. about that. So you can still roll to hit it if you want to. You'll just uh, you'll no. have a, a missed chance basically. Uh, without knowing where it is, in my other hand, I'll pull out a cipher. Okay. Um, and instead, I will make as if though I don't know it's there. Mm. Or I don't even know that we're being followed yet. And I will move towards... Um, where, where is that attached? You said it was attached to a went a, ah. a winch? Winch, yes. Yeah, um, so the winch is out from. in the... It's basically in the center of the building. So you would have to go back out on the catwalk to walk over there. All right. I'm going to do my best to quietly move back out towards the winch. Okay. Uh... So let's have a stealth check, and I'm going to roll a tension die for the integrity of the catwalk. Okay. I got a non-nat 20. Non-nat 20. Okay, you basically drop into a cat-like crouch and begin maneuvering along the catwalks towards it. And again, you're trying to convince... Your goal here is to convince the Shadow Warrior you don't know it's there, right? Correct. Okay. I would also like a deception check from you to see how well you can telegraph... Uh, or avoid telegraphing that you're like tensed up and waiting for something to happen. 14. 14. Okay. Uh, it's going to roll an insight. And we're going to move on to FP2's turn. I would like to use an ocean. Yeah, you would. FP's going to use an ocean. Back in the cipher truck. We're uh, sitting around the table before we, before we headed to stainless and we're getting all of our stuff together, and he's sitting down with Gunna. Uh, Gunner, the, uh, you're using this silence cipher for the explosive to suppress the noise, correct? Yep, that's correct. Would you happen to have a miniaturized, um, version that I could attach to my rifle? Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I I think I can get something like that. And Gunner will like kind of like search through one of his bags, like, yeah, see if this will work. Hand it over to FP. This will be satisfactory. Thank you, Gunner. Of course. So mechanically, what we've just achieved, I think, is you wanted to basically have another cipher of silence. Is that right? That is that is correct. Um, so you want it. Just to be clear, like it's not actually silencing your gun. It would mean your gun is silent as long as you're in the radius that is created by the silence spell. That is correct. But the silence spell can be cast on an object. Oh, I see. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So so he takes the cipher, screws it to the end of the muzzle of right. his, uh, his rifle, and activates it. Okay, logistically, this costs one ocean, and then it costs whatever the cost of that cipher is. I, I believe it's 200 if that's a level two spell. Yep. Okay. That is correct. And I am going to hold my action. Well, let me do my perception check on him, because you said I needed to do that first. Yeah. DC to beat is a 22 currently. Um, That is a 28. All right. FP, you spot him. Uh, the The shadow creature is nestled on top of one of the ceiling fans it's like crouched on the pendant and it's watching uh and it currently has its eyes on you not on um fox okay um how far away is fox fox is uh a short to medium range attack away 30 to 60 feet something like that all right i am going to um keep my rifle trained in that position 
and I am going to hold my action to shoot him as soon as he moves. Okay. Um, and that brings us back to the Shadow Warrior's turn. Again, the Shadow Warrior is currently looking at you. Um, it opens its mouth as it looks towards you, and you can see these spiked kind of fangs that almost look aftermarket, like it's been bioengineered. <laughs> and it launches itself towards you. Um, your tr- delayed action triggers. And so you can roll to hit. That is a 19 to hit. A 19 will hit. Uh, decent damage. Seven. Seven. Uh, you deal seven points of damage as the creature leaps towards you. Um, as you hit it, it almost take like it uses the hit in its shoulder as momentum and spins into a sort of um, corkscrew motion. As it's spinning, it uses that momentum to fling one of its spiked chains towards you. It's going to roll an attack with the spiked chain. It rolls a 16. Does that hit? Uh, 16 is my AC. Okay. You take 10 points of piercing damage, and you make a DC 14 dexterity save. I'm going to use my uh, uncanny dodge to reduce that damage in half. Okay, you take five points of piercing damage and you make a DC 14 dexterity save. Ooh, that's not a good dex save. Oh, that's a 12. That's a 12. All right, roll a D6 to determine which effect you suffer. Oof. Oh, three. A three. Uh, You are grappled as the chain wraps itself around you. Uh, You are restrained until you are able to escape. Um, the, uh, the, the shadow creature lets go of the chain, leaving you tangled and, and wrapped on the ground. And it's going to use its second attack to take the free sneak attack of attacking you while you're restrained. Um, and it rolls, it definitely rolls high enough to hit you. Um, this is just a dagger attack though. So it's a D four plus the, the sneak attack damage. Oh shoot. It's a lot though. Um, yeah, that, that happens. Sneak attack's crazy. <laughs> sneak attack level. Uh, let's see here. 17 plus 3. So 20 points of damage oh. as it hits you with yeah. the dagger. And then uh, for the end of its turn, it's going to use its bonus action to um, teleport away. And so it vanishes. And uh, I'll roll another stealth for how well it, it hides itself in the new spot. <laughs> okay. It rolled a nat 1. It teleports away, but it teleports onto a piece of unstable catwalk, and the catwalk falls out from underneath it. The Ooh. ground breaks. The shadow creature rolls a dexterity save to catch the catwalk, which it easily passes. So the creature will have to pull itself up rather than being able to use its teleportability or whatever the next turn. So for at least the next turn, you both know where it is because a huge chunk of catwalk fell, and it can't teleport um, as a result of its nat one. That is the current arrangement of everything. Um, the, that brings us to Fox's turn here in combat. All right. Uh, how far away is it from me? It is, uh, like 30 to 40 feet away from you. You can make it there for an attack this turn. Um, I'm going to, uh, have the owl, um, and this should count as the owl's action, correct? Yes. All right. I'm gonna have the owl, um, move within, uh, striking distance of him. Okay and uh use uh aid attack i I think that's the action uh it's gonna aid me in my next attack okay so it's gonna give you advantage basically by either being a distraction or whatever correct great yep your owl lin takes the aid action (laughs) (laughs) um i will then move in uh 
to then use sneak attack on him using my leg. Okay, I'm going to roll attention die to see how the catwalk fares as you approach what's already a damaged section of catwalk. It does not fall underneath you, um, and you may roll your attack. All right. Oh, good. Oh! Um, <clears throat> there's a 20... Uh, what is that? The math. Uh, 20, 27 hit? Yes, it does. As you slash into it with the leg, um, it's going to make a dexterity save at, um, actually a strength save at disadvantage to keep its grip on the catwalk without falling. Go ahead and roll your damage while it does that. Hold the dice out. It does pass, so it its grip stays where it is. It does not fall. Okay. 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 All right, so we got uh, 14, 18, uh, that's 20 damage. 20 damage. I really like those sound effects, and I forgot to use them last round, so now I'm being gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll have my owl move away then. Okay. To safe. Um, it is not, uh, what's the word for it? Provoke attack of opportunity. No, it can't right. provoke an attack of opportunity because this creature is using its hands to hang on for its okay. life. In fact, I'll do the same. I too will now back away from okay. this um, clearly damaged section of catwalk. Just because of the distance it took you to get there, you're only able to make it a little ways away. But you at least make it far enough back. Yeah. Cool. I'm just disengaging. Yeah. Yep, you disengage. And that brings us to 362, currently restrained on the catwalk. Um, you have a chain wrapped around you, which you may use athletics or acrobatics to try and escape, if you please. Ooh, FP is not about that, but he doesn't have many options at the moment. So, yeah, just an athletics check. Okay. Oh, that's good. Um, eighteen. Oh, yeah, easy pass. Um, the chain is not held by anything. It's just that it kind of impales a little bit into you because of the spikes on it. So FP just very, you know, you take a deep breath, um, metaphorically, and then you <laughs> pull the, the spikes out of your armor or out of your chassis or whatever, and, and it, you know, you're able to stand up. Um, okay. I get the, get the chains off. They kind of, like, clank to the catwalk a little bit. Um, and I see Fox and this thing engaged. Is Fox next to it? No, Fox has backed off from it. So Fox basically, I'm, the way I'm picturing this in my head, Fox, is that you did like a cool hang off the side of the railing, do a cool spinning kick, and then flip back onto the catwalk or something to hit it because it's, you know, dangling down there. Um, and then yeah, Fox basically good. gets back on the railing and backs off a little ways. I'll allow it. Okay, can I attack, or was that my action to, to get myself loose? You can attack if you don't move anywhere else. Um, then I would like to use my bonus action to use Steady Aim, okay. which is going to give me advantage on this attack. Um, and I'm going to shoot him. Yeah, you are. Pew, pew. Which is great, because I rolled a 1 and a 17. Dang. Very so different. 17 plus 7, so that's like 24 yeah, that's gonna hit or something like that. 
Nice. And that means since I had advantage on it, I get to roll my sneak attack on this shot. Yeah, you do. That's 5d6 plus a d12. Oh, that's a lot of sixes. Oh, that's three no. sixes. Dang. A five and a three. So that's 26 plus a three on the d12s. 29 plus three. Whew. 32 damage. 32 damage. Oh my gosh. Rogue moment indeed. Uh, okay. 32. Some call it a rogue. Uh, 32 points of damage here. as you shoot this thing <laughs> dangling from the catwalk. Um, I'm doing some math in my head here. Hang on. So that minus that minus that leaves us with. Okay. Uh, I have its remaining hit points. Um, you can see like you shoot it and you you have gone beyond bloodying the creature. Um, it You know, it's a it's a clean shot. You steadied your aim. You got it right through where vital organs should be. And it seems like maybe there are some here. Um, that's a pretty strong wound. And um, their blood begins dripping down and kind of landing on the floor far below, um, illuminated in the occasional like flashing of the lights as they turn on and off. The creature <laughs> uh, launches itself. It grabs the, uses its grip on the railing to fling itself vertically, does a somersault in the air. And as it comes to like a ready or a, a full height, it's going to use the range of the other chain that's wrapped around its arms, and it's going to attack Fox from right there, like floating midair, basically. It's going to make Ooh. the attack with disadvantage because it's doing cool midair acrobatics. Um, I kid you not, nat 20. Like, it rolled two 20s. Dang. Um, what? It, it nat 20 is a hit on Fox. I and call shenanigans. <laughs> there do be some shenanigans. This is a cool rogue fight, though. Um, oh, yeah. This thing flies up in the air. Hits you with the chain, and I'm going to roll damage while I do. You take ten points of piercing damage, and you roll a dexterity save. That's what happens. Okay. Um, how far away is he? From you or from I'm... Fox? From me. Now, how far is Fox from me? Fox from you, uh, 60, 70 feet, something like that. In a in a straight line to get there on the catwalk. Yep. Obviously, you might have so to weave. I'll also use uncanny dodge. Okay. Right. Uh, there you have go. that damage to five. Very nice. Very roguelike. Uh, have that damage to five, and you roll a dexterity save with a DC of 14. So, um, roll a D6. Scholars have done <laughs> roll a D6 <laughs> to determine your fate. I rolled a three. You rolled a three. Uh, you are now restrained by the chain. Yep. Um, it wraps around you, and you are kind of yanked to the side. This time, the creature does not let go of the chain. Instead, it's going to use the chain to pull itself towards you. So it wraps the chain around you and yanks on it to fling its own body weight into you. It slams into you, and we roll a tension die to see if the catwalk can take it. The catwalk <laughs> bends and dents underneath of you, but does not break. It's now swinging from side to side pretty heavily from the teeny, you know, the like tiny steel flimsy supports that are in the yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Fox is scared of heights, I think I've just remembered. Um, but anyway, so it slams into you and kind of leaves you pinned uh, there on the ground. <laughs> just take one hit point of damage from like the knee as it slams into you. And then instead of using an attack, it's going to use its bonus action to use its teleport. And it vanishes. And I'm going to roll another stealth check for it to hide. Um in the spooky dark places dc to beat this time is a 25 for you to perceive it so just so you know i i have been like rolling in the background oh is it who's that who's in the back there's a mysterious man breaking into my house i'm sorry that's okay 
Um, I've been rolling in the background here uh, to to check whether or not Fox is okay. <laughs> oh no! Um, How's he doing so far? Well, I I didn't roll yet for the catwalk. I was about to, but okay. Just figured if you're gonna bring it up, I'm like I should be transparent about it. Um, he's he's surprisingly doing okay. All right, With look at his advantage. It, you gotta hold it together for the mission, you know. Always. Got to do it for the mission. Meanwhile, outside, um, Bruiser, you have determined that the warehouse to the right is not owned by the Red Cloaks. You mean Gunner? Okay. Yeah, Gunner. I'm sorry. Gunner has determined that the warehouse to the right is not owned by the Red Cloaks. Um, okay. Do you want to investigate the one to the left? Go back to the that truck. That is correct. Are we doing? Okay. The one on the left. All right. You head over to the one on the left. You can roll another uh, invest or perception for me. And We're we'll back come. to the dragon dice, so hopefully this will be good luck. Look what the dragon dragged in. <laughs> yes, 18. 18, very nice. Um, okay, so we'll come back to what you discover, but this one okay. is owned by the Red Cloaks. We'll come back to how you know in a little okay. bit. We jump back into the Iron Tomb, where uh, it is now Fox's turn in combat. Fox, you are restrained with a DC 14 to escape um, from the chain. All right, let's go ahead. DC 14? Oh. Yes. Easy. Okay. I got 18 on the die. Let's yep. go. Fox, you shrug the chain off. Uh, you're, you're like keeping it together with the heights. You got to keep it together with the fights. And you like shrug out of the chain. You know, you're, you're back on your feet. And again, that's half your move speed for this turn that you've used. Um, and uh, okay. the perception, if you want to find an attack, the shadow creature is uh, 25. Uh, I'll, I'll try. No reason not to. Uh, no. Okay. So you um, your eyes whip around. You're looking for where it went, but you just can't spot it. All right, um, I'm going to then retreat closer to FP. Okay. Uh, you head back to FP62. I roll attention die to see how the catwalk handles it. The catwalk beneath you, crang, snaps, and your foot falls through. Roll <laughs> a dexterity save to catch yourself before you lose your footing. All right. DC is a straight 10 save here. 22. Okay. okay. Yep, so you're able to catch yourself and avoid falling. Um, but it is like a, you know, for a moment there, you're looking down the floor of the catwalk is spinning away beneath you. And as so. you look down, you think you are, you think you catch a glimpse of uh, maybe Vexar running for the door. This is all, oh, this is a terrible time for the you to tell me that. Because uh, I just rolled again and I just nat one. Oh, I'm keeping nuts. it together. <laughs> Fox is not keeping it together. Uh, uh, okay foot stuck in a hole and he's just like at this point he's he's given up thieves can he's like fp i i'm not okay i'm stuck i'm gonna fall uh, you see fp from the other side he kind of goes like this oh right. listeners fp is making hand signals <laughs> yeah kind of kind of signaling uh, I can't hear you. <laughs> Fox just shakes his head and hands. He's pointing down at the ground and at his leg and down at the ground and the catwalk and down at the ground. Just so we're clear, Fox, I know you're panicking and so it still makes sense, but your leg is not actually stuck in the hole in the catwalk. Like you could pull it yeah. back up and keep moving because you, okay. Right. Yeah. FP gives you a thumbs up. It's all in the head. FP gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> He understands what you meant exactly and precisely. All right. Don't worry about it. Fox just takes a deep breath and just pulls himself out of the hole and just it just starts uh, crawling away from the hole. 
Okay. Um, as you're crawling and moving slowly, we don't need to roll for the the tension as far as the the catwalk stability. You're able to just very gingerly place your weight and make sure that you're going to crawl somewhere safe. Well, safe-ish. Um, and that brings us to P62's turn. All right, I'm going to make that perception check to see if I can see Mr. Dudeface. DC 25 to see Mr. Dudeface. Oof, that's a that's a high DC. Oh, did not did not roll high enough. I do not see Mr. Dudeface, and that. That makes FP a little a little anxious. Um, he's he kind of like pans and scans and is looking around and doesn't see anything. Um, and uh, then he's going to follow Fox's message, and he's going to point his scope right down at the catwalk that Fox is on, and he's going to shoot the rail so that he it drops Fox down to Vexar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not when Fox went for that message. Fox, you may roll a dexterity save. Uh, with disadvantage to get yourself like to basically leap when the catwalk is severed and catch hold of another part of catwalk um, um or you could or you could write it down like a boss Ooh, okay so i do know vexar is down there you do know vexar is down there what would fox do in this split decision fox who mind you is not holding it together in this moment no i i did roll enough to just crawl away but you know you know what? i'm gonna leave it to a roll I'm going to do it as a flat 10. If I roll above 10, uh, Fox rides it down like a badass. If, if it's lower than a 10, Fox is going to panic. Deck Just save. so we're clear about what the stakes are here. If it's above 10, Fox has the opportunity to roll a skill check to safely ride it down 290 feet like a badass. Oh, yeah. it's that far? I thought that the that like the crates were like ma- like stacked up higher okay, than that. Okay, you're right. The crates are like 30 or 40 feet high, so we'll call it 250 feet to be safe. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think FP would have translated that, translated it that way, because that's a long way. You can use an okay. ocean to take it back. I'll let you spend an ocean to take it back. Uh, I would like, <laughs> I would like to use an ocean. <laughs> okay, we use an ocean. <laughs> zoop, 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 zoop. So, Fox, um, it occurs to me that uh, the, the the other day when I was in Gaim selling burritos, I. Uh, I was walking on one of the the catwalks, like one of the one of the roads, and I ended up looking down quite a long ways, and I felt very relaxed. Is that normal for for looking down at such heights? No, I don't know what's wrong with you. I I feel quite the opposite. All right, do you know how far that like? You, uh, nowhere near that height. If you fell just a fraction of that height. It was precisely 600 meters. And I, it was very curious to see all of the small inhabitants I, I didn't, going I didn't about need their to daily lives. It was quite it was quite soothing to my analytical mind. I could analyze their passage and, and well, see their interactions. But what if you slip? What if what if you fall? That, that's 600 meters. Like just 100 meters, maybe even 50 meters, 20 meters. 600 meters, are, that's like the width of three school buses. If you, if you just fall and, and 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 you hit something that that could permanently injure or or just that could that could destroy you does that not you don't worry about that i do not worry do you worry about falling 600 meters and uh, yeah, being yes. disabled i <laughs> i worry a lot thank you very much especially since now i am <laughs> And with that, we return to the present, and FP reconsiders.
Although he does have the perfect vantage point, FP thinks to himself, and could strategically make his way down and follow Vexar, I think he would probably not enjoy that. Um, does F? Well, I don't know where the other guy is. All right, so what I'm going to do is FP is going to hold his action. Uh, he's going to use steady aim and uh, and then hold his action to shoot at the uh, at the shadow warrior as soon as he sees him. Okay. Um. um yes. I have a question. Is this like a like a free action? Am I allowed to just say a quick sentence? Yeah, you can speak as a free action. Okay. Uh, boom team. Repeat. Boom team. Uh, uh, we 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 have uh Vexar uh is 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 uh leaving the building. Vexar is leaving the building. Uh, I don't know which door he's taking because I don't want to look down, but he's leaving the building. <laughs> Copy that. Repositioning. Is the distraction still on or is that off? Not yet. Don't know what that means. Um, copy. Repositioning. Uh, Gunner is going to attempt to like get a good vantage point on the exits for... Um, okay. Yeah. Tr- try to, try to reposition... Because it's, lo- it's the lower level that you have to get to in order right. to get to the exits, right? So Gunner's going to f- try to find the fastest way to get to the lower level. Okay. From the roof of Left Warehouse, where you are now, um, mm-hmm. which you have identified as a Red Cloaks warehouse because you can actually see a couple of them smoking outside the door. Like, you uh-huh. know, there's the stair, the, the fire escape type stairs that go down the side of the warehouse. And there are two Red Cloaks outside the door who are just like smoking and talking to each other. Um, you can either go down this stairwell for free, but you'll have to get past the Red Cloaks. Or you can jump from left warehouse's roof to the warehouse foxes in and try and catch the fire escape and go down without worrying about being spotted. Um, if you do that, that'll be an athletics or acrobatics check, your choice. I'll go for the athletics check. Yeah, you will. 21. 21. Gunner soars through the air, his gloved, you know, demolitionist hands stretching forwards for the catwalk, and he watches as the catwalk flashes by, and he catches the next level of the stairs instead because it's pretty far to jump from one warehouse to the next. You catch it, you swing, and you land with a loud on the fire escape stairwell and begin sprinting your way down to the bottom of the steps. Um, I would like one more. Uh, let's do an athletics check from you. This is going to be opposed by Vexar's athletics to decide who gets to the door first. Right. Nat 20. Nat 20. Uh, you see the door at the bottom of the stairs bust open. And Vexar is not there yet. He has used a, a cipher to push the door open before he gets there. You get into position now knowing which door he's going to, and he runs right past you. You have the opportunity to ambush him. What would you like to do with what we will effectively call a surprise round? Okay. That's a great question. Uh, um, All right, we're going to cut back into the fight with the Shadow Warrior, and we'll come back out to you in initiative you. order. So we jump back inside where it is the Shadow Warrior's turn. We've gone through the full initiative of the, the crew here. Um, and the Shadow Warrior is going to stay where it is as far as being hidden. It's going to roll. All right, it misses FP with the first dagger, but the second dagger does hit you, FP. Um it deals. All right, I need to find my D4. There we go. Let's 
17 points of damage uh, as the sneak attack with the dagger thuds into you from wherever the Shadow Warrior is hiding, and you have the opportunity now to roll another perception check. Sorry, I'm doing the hit points real quick. No problem. Um, If I am not mistaken, attacking removes you from stealth and reveals your location, correct? I actually don't know that, so sure. For this one, we'll have. I'm just gonna have it roll another stealth check. Its plan was to attack you and teleport away again, so the, this will just replace its old stealth mod. Um, and the DC is now lower. The DC is a 20. That's a natural 20. Nice. So it throws yes. the dagger, and you your eyes snap over there as soon as Let's the dagger go. hits you, uh, automatically calculating the trajectory just in time to see it blur out of existence. But this time, you've begun to put together algorithmically where it is likely to go. And so you anticipate where the Shadow Warrior is likely to appear, and your eyes are there before it is. And then it fades into visibility. It is suspended um, from one of the like chains that are holding up the winch. Um, it, it's like hanging, you know, between the roof and the winch basically. Um, and it's, it's looking towards you. You make eye contact. It <laughs> hisses at you. Um, I would like to just for thematic reasons, since FP got hit while he was looking for this, I want to say that he took the knife that the dagger was heading straight towards him, but he was training on him and it just like, shing, like lodges into his face as he's, as he's training onto nice. it. That is a, that is a 24 to hit. Oh yeah. That hits. And since he was steady aiming, you know what that means. It means a lot of dice. Not as many ones. I mean, as, as many sixes. We got some ones in here this time. That's 12, uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage. Uh, describe the killing blow and the effects on the Shadow Warrior as FP locks loads and shoots it straight. Okay, I'm going to do something... That's going to be bad for FP. But I think it's going to be cool in the long run. Okay. Oh. I'm going to say that while this shadow warrior is running along and teleporting across and FP's like zipping around with his scope, keeping it trained on him, he sees the shadow warrior throw the knife and right as he shoots, boom, and the dagger hits FP's left eye and just takes his eye out and he shoots the shadow warrior right through the eye and kills him nice it's an eye for an eye an eye for an eye uh the shadow warrior gets shot through the eye and slowly almost as if it were suspended in liquid it kind of falls backwards at the wrong pace for gravity um and then gravity kicks in as whatever it's been using to teleport kind of fizzles out and fades. Gravity kicks in and it drops like a stone. Um, You can hear the impact as it hits the ground far below, which probably doesn't do wonders for Fox's psyche, but does uh, end combat initiative for you two. Uh, We now jump to the front door where Gunner, you... Where Gunner would like to use an ocean. Oh, yeah, he would. Never mind. Forget this song. Uh, Gunner's using an ocean. All right, there's a couple layers to this ocean. The first layer is simply a part of Gunner's background, not like a, a change in canon or anything. Okay. But Gunner, before he was a demolitions expert, was actually a trapper. He would hunt in the wilderness, and he was an expert at setting traps for large games, such as bears and other dangerous creatures. Generals. 
you know, yeah, that that sort of thing. Yeah, um, really he got cares. into the demolition game as like a natural, uh, like extension of of what's a what's an even more complex trap? A bomb. So <laughs> that's that's a background element. Um, leading up to this adventure, Gunner realized that you know with that front door just being right there, obviously we weren't going to use it, but it would definitely be an apparent exit strategy for the bad guys. So Gunner acquired a hunting trap uh, before the uh, the encounter and actually set it during one of their prep days just outside the front door, just before just before just before they went up and, and went to the manhole cover um, to make sure to like delay any escape from the bad guys. Nice. This flashback ends, and you said it was a hunting trap, like a bear trap. A hunting trap, yes. They cost five GP and um, the DC thirteen DC to take one D four piercing damage, damage, and have to stop moving. Okay. So our rolls and Vexar fails his dexterity save. He rushes outside, uh, steps right into the hunting trap. Go. It <laughs> snaps shut uh, across one of his ankles. And he does not fall to the ground. Uh, credit him this. He has his wits about him even in this instance. But he does take... Um, he takes four points of damage. Um, and his... Like a boss? You can see on his face like there's that, there's that grimace. Like, oh, I just got hit with something. But he doesn't go down. That's a prepared action from a flashback. It is still your turn in the surprise round. Gunner uh, draws his short sword and says, Otis trick in the book. And then... Uh... <laughs> goes after him uh, to to start slashing him all right um he is unable to move so you uh you get that's what they may call a sneak attack that is what they might call a sneak attack (laughs) oh snap (laughs) okay first one was a dirty 20 second one was a 21 okay so so you definitely hit him are you going for the knockout or the kill uh going for ooh We've already knocked him out and gotten nothing out of him. And Gunner's frustrated by that. Gunner's going for the kill. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll damage. All right. Uh, that how poor many... hag. Somebody oh, think go. of the hag. <laughs> I know they didn't she get She wasn't interested anyway. But I, I thought they were going to try to be friends. <laughs> 21 damage. Slashing damage. points of Ow. damage. Oof. Not a good... Uh, opening salvo for vexar here um okay uh it, that brings us to vexar's turn in this initiative order here. vexar looks at you um and he says you're reading the wrong book and then he picks up a cipher and hits the button on it and an alarm goes off uh, a loud sort of squealing um noise that reverberates down the uh the, the alleyways out off of the warehouses and seems to amplify and just just spread mm. everywhere. You are confident that for one, the red cloaks in the next warehouse overheard it. Um, but worse, like so did the general populace and probably the city watch. Now, you don't now, know how long you have before any of these people show up. Hear me but, out. But that alarm's going. Yes, Fox. It goes off. Sure, maybe for a short time. If I remember uh, the range of the spell. <sighs> Never mind. I'm too high up. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought I could do something. Nah, you're too high up. I know exactly what you were thinking. Um, (laughs) Not always, like not in general, but right now I do. Um, Whoa. (laughs) I know exactly what you're thinking at all times. I'm in your mind. Crazy. Um, Whoa. Okay. 
so he activates the cipher and then he's also going to use a strength check of 17 to rip his leg out of the hunting trap taking Oops, an additional ouch. i'm going to give him a d8 instead of a d4 of damage uh, he takes an additional eight points of damage as he rips his leg out of the bear trap. Um, he does not move away from you, and he actually doesn't look inclined to. It like it looks mm. to you, Gunner, like he's like here for the fight. Um, All right. And so as the alarm goes off, he you know fists up. He's ready. Um, that in initiative order, that actually brings us to Bruiser. Bruiser, are you doing anything? Yeah. So when Fox said Vexar's coming up, Bruiser would have taken his feet off the dash, put his snack in the passenger seat, and then <laughs> probably gone to the other exit. Um, and then has has Gunner said anything to indicate that Vexar is near him or would <laughs> Vexar's at the front door and I'm here <laughs> fighting <laughs> Bruiser would have uh, began making his way to the front door as quickly as he can. Okay. Um, because you're driving, you need to find... Uh, oh, he's not driving. He left the car where it is. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, well, then, yeah, you can just go down the stairs because you're right near that warehouse still. So you just go okay. down the stairs and meet up with Gunner. Gunner's at the bottom of the steps. It will take you probably this full round. Really, it'd be longer, but we're just going to use one round of like hustling okay. down the steps to get there. Um, That's fine. Because it's you know, 300 feet vertical. So yep. you, you hustle down the steps, and you're, you're going to be there to help next Wait. round. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Does he need to take the stairs? I mean, I'd still say it takes a round, but... I mean, you installed Featherfall on the Cybertruck, but he distinctly said he didn't use it, so he's I, going I to the stairs. I wasn't talking about... He's a... A, oh, a badger of sorts, right? Uh, I suppose so. He could fly down. Yeah. A, a winged badger? That's true. Um, do you, does your fly speed let you stay in the air at the end of a turn, though? No. Okay. I, so can only, would, I can't hover. I have to fly. Yeah. So you would well, you just fly, fly to the, yeah. the fire escape, and then you'd be going down the stairs again. Yep. Uh, cool. Yep. So next round, you'll be there to assist in the combat, and that's going to bring us to uh, Fox. Fox, it's your turn. All right. Um, I'm still up there, right? You are still up there. Uh, well. Uh. Okay. Okay. Chat FP or um, listeners FP is doing hand motions again. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna point to the the the, the wench and and point to the the limp bodies and 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 like. Or Listeners, point down to the Fox door. is doing like a, is it this or is it that kind of motion? All right. I'll, I'll make my way towards the winch. Uh, and I, I am not doing it stealthily, uh, nor am I doing it carefully because I'm a little too freaked out right now. All right. Uh, I'm going to roll a uh, tension die because you're not moving very carefully. Uh, that is die number five. So the next tension die will be clearing the pool. Um, you head over to the winch and so you're like on the catwalks at the winch, right? Not climbing down the ladder. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you run over to the winch. It's this huge, like big square machine basically with, um, a large coil in it, like a spool that, you know, lowers and raises. And, um, you can see coming out of the top of it, there's a hotline that stretches up to the ceiling and goes over to like a control panel on the far wall. Um, you could either go to that control panel and try to use it, or you could um, potentially try and like 
fiddle with the wires, you know, like hot wire it to to do something if you wanted to try and and work it that way. Uh I'm going to fiddle with the wires. Okay. Um make let's see. You don't have any kind of like artificer's tools or anything like that, I'm just right? Just touch these wires tools. and see what happens. Yeah, so this is some kind of untrained check. Um, yeah. th- let's do intelligence, <laughs> just like a straight intelligence check. Cause really this is just how, how much can you brain about what the wires are doing? Ooh. The safest role possible for Fox. That's a, uh, 20, uh, plus five, 2017 plus five, hey. 17 plus five, 17 plus five. Why am I, uh, 22. 22. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, with a 22, you are able to figure out which wires are controlling like the spool versus the rest of the the machine or whatever. And you, it's, I mean, it's not like a rocket, you know, like eventually Fox is able to sort of figure out what goes on in here. He's also not under a ton of time pressure. Are you trying to raise the bodies or lower them? Um, well, the box is below them full of stabby, stabby stuff, right? That is true. Yes. So I'll probably try to raise them. Okay. You're going to try and raise the bodies up to the catwalk. I'm going to flip a coin to figure out whether Fox is able to get them to go up or down. Even if they go down, you're not going to hurt them this turn. It's just whether you sure. figure out the right direction before turn order moves on. Um, heads, you get what you want, and they go up. Tails, they go down. Okay. Tails. Uh, the So you figure out how to get it working, but bzz, the two bodies drop a little bit. Uh, you obviously take the two wires apart. You don't hurt them or anything like that. But we do roll a tension die as you feel the catwalk flex and strain under the impact of the crane. That's die number six, which means we're going to clear the pool. But this is also a complication. So this complication is the winch is old and rusted. And so the, um, the chain actually like slips a little bit. Like the spool doesn't have as good of a grip as it should. And the chain like kind of slips and falls a little bit lower. And the two bodies clang like kind of... They still don't fall into the nails and stuff beneath them, but um, if they're alive, they've just taken some damage, like bludgeoning damage from the impact of the chain stopping their fall, um, basically falling into free fall. Um, Now we're going to clear the tension pool with six more tension die. It's going to go great. No ones. Okay, one, one... One, one, (laughs) no ones. It's ones. The one, one. (laughs) I take it as a W. Uh, I'm going to roll a D4 and go from top to bottom to figure out who this complication affects. Okay. That's a three. This complication affects FP62. Um, FP, you are um, still, you've got that like knife in your eye and everything. Um, you, you know, you've finished the fight. The It's not really adrenaline, but you know, you're, you're, um, you're extra, you know, you kind of overclock your processor a little bit whenever you're in combat. And so it's sort of coming back into a real time speed that's sustainable. You take a step back and you accidentally step on the spiked chain belonging to the Shadar Kai, um, the, the shadow warrior. And you make a dexterity save, uh, with a DC of 14. Oh, that's, I mean, he's a rogue. Rogues should really roll high on that kind of stuff, don't you agree? Don't you agree I, that rogues I, you know should really roll high? Roll high? Yes. I, I think so, you should probably just think that he rolled high. I agree. If you believe it, right, then Josh. it happened. All right. <laughs> Hear me out. No. Uh, <laughs> legends, legends say oh, of, oh. of a, a specific robot who was so dexterous that he rolled a 19 and passed his deck save. Of course, he <laughs> rolled that. He's a rogue. Okay. Uh, FP steps on the chain and you only take the, uh, the piercing damage, the 10 points of piercing damage. You do not suffer any of the other effects that are associated with, 
Um, 10 points of piercing damage on the bottom of his footsie wootsies? Yeah, on his footsie wootsies. Whoa. The chain is laced with stuff, which is why it does so much damage. Um, Yoink, Scoob. Indeed. Um, okay, so that's Fox's turn and the complications. That brings us in the initiative order to Gunner's turn. All right, Gunner is just trying to get rid of Vexar as quickly as possible. What's his so, what's his move here? Is he doing the short sword again? It's another it's another slicey slicey. A slicey slice. Well, but he's not caught in the bear trap anymore. No, he's not caught in the bear trap Dang. anymore. Oh, uh, and he didn't roll very good. That's a ten. That's probably a miss. Not gonna beat his AC. Gunner takes another you know slicey uh, slice with a short sword. Vexar catches it and redirects it with one hand. Um, little monk action going on. Anything well, else from crazy? Anything else from Gunner this time? Um. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's it. <laughs> that brings us to Vexar's turn. Um, Vexar is going to roll an attack. Vexar rolled a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Vexar is going to hit you. Um, he It looks like an open palm strike, but at the last second as he attacks you, you can see that there's a blade retracting along his wrist. And uh-huh. so it actually slides out, and he, boom, hits you right in the shoulder with this retractable blade. It deals... Um, Five points of damage, and then you roll a constitution save. All right, I am going to uncanny dodge the five points, so it's down to two points. All right. Um, and then you said constitution save? Yes, please. DC of 15. That's an eight. All right. Uh, you feel woozy and fatigued. Take one level of exhaustion as whatever is, is laced on the blade here hits you. Uh, and that sure. brings us to Bruiser's turn who has arrived and is close enough to enter the fray. In fact, that means that Vexar is engaged with another combatant, which means that if you maneuver properly instead of punching through Gunner, you might have advantage on this attack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he would like to um, go, I guess, opposite of of Gunner and then pull out his rapier and say, Vexar, I have you now, and then stab him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, roll to hit. That is a 23 to hit. You stab him with the rapier. And it's a sneak attack. So roll your damage. Okay. That's going to be 10 normal. And then sneak attack is 5d6. Let's go. Let us go. So that's going to be a total of 26 damage. 26 damage. Uh, Let us proceed in that direction. Uh, <laughs> 26 points of damage and then that brings us to fp62 Vominos. um fp62 is going to look down at fox um it's going to disable his silencer fox are you okay is everything all right uh yep 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 we're we're good we're good you are saying yep with a voice of panic and or pain which means that maybe you are not yep are you I, yep yeah no, no, i just uh, we we should worry about the the others first. Um, I I'm gonna try to get these two, uh, eventually. Uh, are you in danger? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not in danger, FP. I think uh, we the other two are though. Okay, I am very damaged. I am at eighty percent hydraulic fluid capacity and have and only have one ocular uh, sensor working. I'm going to repair and try to reconvene copy over uh you should yeah you should take care of yourself um i would i would do that yep yep 
Uh, actually, it might be pretty convenient um, for one of you guys in there to find the prisoners uh, because we're busy fighting out here. That's what I'm doing. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. And FP is going to sit down and pull out his uh, his tinker kit. Um, so he has the healer's feet and healing kits. Um, but since he's a robot, like a part of this this healer's kit is like a little soldering and like electronic diagnostic set that he has. And he's going to just like he's going to like remove the knife and take out the old damage sensor and, and do some maintenance on himself. Very cool. And heal himself up. Um, that brings us to the the top of the round here. Um, and Bruiser and Gunner you can hear the sound of running footsteps and some shouts uh, kind of mingled with the alarm that's still wailing, but you do not see anybody just yet. Um, in particular, the warehouse next to you, you can hear lots of motion in there, the one with the other red cloaks in it. Um, okay. there, there's something going on in that warehouse. Uh, and then, Fox, it is your turn here at the top of Initiative. All right. Uh, this time, now that I know which way is way is what, uh, I'm going to raise them. What what? Great. <laughs> uh you you raise them up. Uh you you raise the uh the the two prisoners up to the top um of the winch and now they are suspended beneath you, but close enough that you can reach out really precariously and grab you know, grab someone and try and swing like it's a, it's gonna be a maneuver to get them up here. Yes, fortunately, it's going to be a dexterity maneuver to reach them, but a strength based maneuver to get them like to move the the people onto the lift with you or onto the catwalk with you. I'm I'm, I'm just going to pull out like a little crowbar out of my thieves kit and and just I want to use that to try to grab the chain. I'm not I'm not about to reach out with my hands. Okay, Uh, so then that's just going to be a strength check to like pull them up. Okay. Ooh, for once, I got a 16. A 16. That's a pretty good strength check. Uh, Usually you reach out and you pull them up and get them onto the catwalk with you. I'm going to roll a tension die to see how the catwalk handles the additional weight. Oh, no! You saw that. You saw it to get there, too. The, oh. the catwalk. Uh, so you pull them up and they kind of flop unceremoniously onto the catwalk and you have just enough time to recognize that although very bloody and unconscious, they are both stable and alive. Um, Just enough time to register that before with a horrendous creaking, shuddering groan, the winch itself begins pulling free from the ceiling. You may make a dexterity save to save yourself or you may make a dexterity save at disadvantage with twice the DC to save everyone. I'm alive. To save yourself is a DC 15. So to save everybody, at ah, DC 30 is un, un, undoable. Let's make it a DC 25. Um, it's hard, but heroic and achievable. So Okay. What the, about one of them? DC 15, but you okay. have to choose, like, you know, if you choose to save everyone, then you still have to pass the 25. A 15 is not good enough. How would I save everyone, theoretically? You would literally grab them and leap backwards with them. So it's about the speed of your reflexes to think. You know how Spider-Man would save everyone? I have them both on the catwalk. Yes, they're both on the catwalk with you. All right. If they are both on the catwalk with me. Would he choose to save just one? What if I choose to save them and it doesn't matter about me? 
oh, like to just try and fling them to safety, and if you fall, you fall. If I, I, I in fact, I am okay 100% with fall. I think it's still maybe a DC 25. The reason, the reasoning is that there's more to this motion than just flinging them to safety, and I was boiling it down for expediency because they're okay. also like tied in the chain that was suspending them. So it would be a matter of getting them loosed from the chain and then flung to safety in time, which I think still feels like a DC 25 to me in terms of just difficult. So if something has a range of self, would that include people you're carrying? Are you trying to use fly or feather fall? Neither. No. So not misty step. No, a range of self only applies to the self. Damn. Okay. All right. Um, if I see this going down, can I help and like do something too? Um, you can try. So like from where you, you're pretty far away. A cipher. Um, you could activate a cipher. Yes. <laughs> okay. I will attempt to save everyone. All right. Dexterity save with a DC of 25. You got this. And as this starts, all right. There's only one other, one other cipher I haven't mentioned yet, um, and I did change this one out for those of you when we all planned. I did change this out before we started because Joe wouldn't shut up. <laughs> Who's Joe? Don't worry about it. But I think he just saved my life. I'm going to use cipher. Oh, enhance ability. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to do Cat's Grace. Mm -hmm. Cat mm -hmm. on a catwalk. All right. Advantage on dexterity checks, and target doesn't take damage from falling 20 feet or less if not incapacitated. Right. So that's not quite going to get you out of your 250 no. feet into nails. Well, you might not <laughs> let it. It gives me an advantage. That's true. <laughs> it does give you advantage. That's all I need. 25? Ooh. 25. All right. Uh, okay. I feel like I should roll it with another d20. All right. So I have rolled a 17 on this first d20. Okay. 17 on the die or 17 up. total? 17 on the die. Okay. What's your bonus? Plus eight. I think that's 24. That's 25 already. That's 25? That's oh, 25. well, then never mind. Because the other roll is 15 on the die. <laughs> Okay, so you got it. So you got it. Just barely. Describe Ooh. the incredibly intense scene as you have to unloop the chain that's restraining these two and somehow get them further up the catwalk to safety. Okay. As I am about to unwrap them, I see what's happening. I quickly put my hand on the cipher, twist it to the dial with the picture of a cat, activate. With my cat-like reflexes, I... Oh, grab on to the people, right? And I actually fall with them a little bit, and I grab onto the chains just as they get down, as they unravel. I have the bodies slump into either arm as I hold onto these chains, and I use the momentum of falling down to swing back up onto a neighboring catwalk. That's sick. And, and land down with both bodies with a heavy thud. That's amazing. Clang! This metal noise reverberates around, even over the sound of the alarm. Bruiser and um, and Gunner, you hear the clang of Fox landing. Vexar also hears it. You notice it just in time to look in the door that's like right next to you and see the winch 
smash into the ground with this huge ricocheting. There's tons of like nails and screws and fragments from the little torture box underneath it. But there's also the like rubble and detritus of the already garbage abandoned warehouse being flung everywhere in the shockwave. So bits of wood fly towards you. All kinds of stuff just goes shooting around. A little puff of dust and smoke comes out the door and kind of obscures all of you. It coats your cuts a little bit and stings. Um, Fox and FP in the warehouse looking down on the chaos you can see that a sort of domino effect has begun and so one wall falls into the next wall falls into the next wall collapsing the inside for probably a quarter of the warehouse has just fallen over and like fallen into rubble Um, it has taken the weapons armory and the drug room have both been collapsed inwards so if you wanted to get in those and loot them you would have to go you know deeper in or, or explore deeper but fox you are breathless but alive uh, on a neighboring catwalk, swinging back and forth at great speed from the impact of, of you and the, the two others as you land on it. And I think that probably concludes Fox's turn. Yes. <laughs> uh, which brings us to Gunner outside with Vexar. First, Gunner says, Fox, gotta admit, I'm a bit jealous. And then uh, he's gonna <laughs> attack uh, Vexar again. Um, this time with advantage because of flanking. Nice. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. That's dirty 20. That's going to. Okay. Let's roll. Looks like Vexar is stuck between a rock and a rogue place. Oh. <laughs> hey, yo. Got him. <laughs> I'll do one for the pun, too. <laughs> 17 damage. 17, 17 slashing damage. Punched. 17 slashing damage. Um, he still does not seem like he's beginning to feel fatigued or like truly, you know, really? there are little scratches and scrapes, but he doesn't seem bloodied yet. He's a tough one. <laughs> if this gets out of hand, we might have to dash. And that's uh, the end of Gunner's turn. Yep. And that brings us to Vexar's turn. Um, Vexar is going to drop to his knees, like between the two of you, like to a crouch a little bit and hit um, a cipher that um, is actually hidden in like his ankle. Um, you can roll a an opportunity attack because this basically is him leaving your your field of of fighting to try. Do we and get both get opportunity attacks? Yes, both of you may if you want <laughs> yeah. to use your reactions on that. Does, <laughs> does this have advantage because uh, of the flanking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wash has a hand up. What's up, Wash? Um, if he's using a cipher in his ankle, can we roll to see if it's the ankle that was hit by the bear trap and possibly destroyed the cipher? That's a great <laughs> idea. Let's let's roll the chance for that. Um, 50, I'm going 50. to yep. I'm going to flip a coin. Uh, heads, the cipher is intact. Tails, the cipher is destroyed. Heads, the cipher is intact. I Dang. apologize. Well, Gunner got a nineteen on his attack. Though. Okay, Gunner does a twenty-one. Hit. Okay, both of you hit with your opportunity attacks. Go ahead and roll damage. Can we apply sneak attack? Yeah, you had yes, advantage. We got advantage. Okay, five E says, "Do you got the A? You uh, get the twenty-eight e. total for me. Okay. Eighteen for me. Oh, he's at least bloodied. Hang on." Um, aha, I'll use the cipher. Okay, uh, Bruiser, remind me your, your damage. 28, 28 total. Okay. Gunner had 18 total. Yeah, I, I did Gunner's first. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. Pro you... tip for all the boys and girls at home who are d- uh, aspiring DMs. Instead of subtracting health, just add it up. And then once that total, that total meets their maximum HP, you know they're dead. <laughs> this has been Fun Facts with Wash Brunello. Tune in next time to see Wash Paint, a mini. Uh, <laughs> um, 
severely bloodied from your two attacks, Vexar vanishes. Oh, no. You also, the running footsteps begin to crystallize into the form of um, figures spilling out of the neighboring Red Cloak warehouse. The door. How far from us are they? They are maybe 100 feet away okay. for the closest ones, but they're coming out of all the front doors. So there's a big loading bay doors in the front of the warehouses, so there's like five of those spread evenly. They're, and they're like like wasps from a nest, like tons of okay. um, rushing yeah. out of the, the warehouse doors. Uh, these are the Red Cloaks? These are the Red okay. Cloaks. Yeah, these or are private security. No, Not private security. Okay. Well, time to go. Uh, Josh, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, as a bonus action. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, uh, where's that? Uh, make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object to make an investigation check to uncover or decipher clues. So I want to see if did he just teleport or is he invisible and running away? And is there a blood trail? Uh, he used a dimension door. Oh, okay. wherever he is, you can't see him. Got it. Boom, uh-huh. team. We need a vac, evac. Top of the ladder. Copy. Uh, prepping a, a little something for the, for our new guests. And Gunner produces a grenade in one hand. <laughs> and in a moment, we'll be at the car. Um, we're running to the car. FP. I'm gonna need help. We need to get these two to the ladder. Okay, and, so, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to start trying to... After all of that physical exertion, I'm weakly trying to just carry... Drag them across the catwalk towards the ladder. I'm going to roll attention die. Ooh! Uh, Fox takes a level of exhaustion from all of his um, expenditure as he's trying to like drag them along the catwalk here. Um, and it is moving slow. Um, it will take, at this pace, it will take probably five or six rounds for you to get them to All right. the, you're trying to go out the manhole cover or you're trying to go yes. down to the front door. Okay. Yeah. So manhole. it'll take you like six rounds to get them there at the moment. So what Gunner intends to do is, uh, it sounds like Bruiser is headed for the car. Gunner intends to take his Nomengard grenade, pull the pin, throw it in the middle of all these guys coming out of the warehouse and then run up the stairs I've been for the so car excited as well to see the nomen guard grenade get used <laughs> um, okay so uh gunner pulls out a grenade uh it's like a small metallic object covered in rune covered parts um made from all yep. these different metals linked together with a variety of gears and like little bits um the metals are all different colors and so it like shines with this rainbow when you hold it up to the light uh you turn there's a little special key sticking out of it gunner clicks that key into place and you hurl the grenade. Uh, we'll we'll say the full range of 120 feet. You throw it as far okay. as you can to be to be safe. And 120 feet then puts it, you know, not just the closest group, but some of the ones behind them yep. as well. And so all of the people within 60 feet of the grenade need to make a dexterity and a constitution saving throw. All right, we're gonna roll. Um, we're gonna treat each doors group as one roll. So we're rolling for the front half and the back half. The DC is 15. We got a 10 and a 12. All right. You want to tell us about how bad the uh, the damage is? <laughs> Let me roll it here. So for the fire damage, it is... 8d6. We're at 14 and we're halfway through.
We're at 31 fire damage. Oh, for, all right. Yep. Uh, 15 of the red cloaks fall to the ground, either unconscious or wounded too far to, like, too much to, to go on with the fight. But the Nomengard grenade is not done. Just as the singes of fire fade away, what happens, Jake? A giant wave of stunning thunder, like, just like a sonic boom. Like, kind of like, uh, you know, those grenades in Star Wars or those bombs in the prequels that are like the. Wow. That, yeah. that thing? Yeah, it's that. Uh, the <laughs> front group fails and the back group uh, succeeds. So the, the okay. people in, in who are like behind probably saw the fire and like leapt for the, you know, took yeah. cover, dropped to the ground. So first we have... This is 8d6 thunder damage, listeners. Yeah. That's what he's rolling. Sorry. Uh, it goes boom. So we have 23 thunder damage for those that did not succeed halved to 11 thunder damage for those that did succeed all right another Dude. another 20 or so of the the red cloaks fall to the ground so i also need to roll a d100 three times yes you do <laughs> what is Jesus. that for <laughs> what is happening right now so, as a strange purple here. mist sort of climbs from the ground where the thunder wave and the the fireball have dissipated this strange so, fog swirls up and what happened first that entire 60 foot range gets cast in complete magical darkness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Second, they all turn my to second, plants. second, suddenly gunner. He's like, you know, he started to run away from the grenade. He turns around and he looks at what's happening. Oh no. He is oh. amazed. He is st- <laughs> actually under the conditions stunned because of how incredible <laughs> what he has pulled off just now <laughs> is finally, finally, fireball is cast. <laughs> oh my god! From the, or, from, from the origin of the grenade. <laughs> What's um, funny is that Gunner knows deep in his heart that fireball has been cast, but no idea what it looked like or what it did because there's magical <laughs> darkness that's fallen over the area. You exactly. just hear the singe of another fireball so and it's, some screaming. It's 8d6 more fire damage. <laughs> Hold on. What? Uh, what? DC, uh, it's a DC 14 uh, fireball, like dexterity save for the fireball. So, so I just... Do they get so disadvantage because of the darkness? Don't worry, they failed. I wasn't going to roll. <laughs> Are you telling me a, a, a fireball just appeared? Yes. And then zoop away, imploded upon itself. Bam, thunderclap out from that origin center. Then it gets dark. Boom. And then, yeah, immediately afterward, it all, a sphere envelops around where the fireball used 24 to be fire damage. of darkness. And then you just hear like a singeing and screams from the inside. That's pretty much Double exactly boom. what he's telling you, except that it doesn't appear yeah. out of nowhere. It appears out of a ticking little grenade that he threw. Um, <laughs> and uh, as the as the conflagration of magic is strong enough to overpower the alarm cipher that Vexar set off, you instead hear in the background the whistles of City Watch. Um, and something a little bit worse, you hear the the gongs that represent the summoning of Stainless's army. Um, oh no! <laughs> the 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 army are, are persuaded that there is an actual attack on the city going on oh, from the no. level of damage that has just occurred. Um, too powerful. The the city watch who are rushing up the street 
um, have not yet seen Gunner because Gunner is partially up the fire escape. He was booking it up the fire escape. They are running to the scene of impact to try and as, tend to as the wounded. As he's on, like half on the fire escape, just looking down at what he's done, he goes, never mind, not jealous anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think tonight's heist is going to conclude and we're going to move into like epilogue <laughs> descriptor instead of um, actually playing out what remains. Um, FP62 oh. and Fox, do you want to describe for me the harrowing way in which you're able to uh, escape the catwalks with, um, with Rex and Sasha? Of, of course. Uh, I, I, of course, am trying my best to drag these two. FP, I, I, I need help. FP. Uh, FP is standing like behind you, looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Oh, holy shit. Uh, please okay, lay please. them down. I will administer first aid. Okay, well, we, we gotta use... go. Yes, we do need to go, but you cannot carry them by yourself. And this one is very large. That's fair. All right, you do your thing. Sorry. All right, and so FP will heal them. And get them uh, um, up to uh, a decent condition. Do you want me to roll that, or are we just narrating no, stuff right now? It. We're just narrating it. Tell okay. me a story. So yep. you heal them. They, you know, coughing and confused, but alert enough to follow instructions, if not to contribute very much to you. Grab Can we send the grappling device back down. Uh, um, no, because you yeah. moved the cipher truck. It's on the. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah. You left the cipher truck. Yes, you. When you get back to the cipher truck, you can move it back into position and send the grappling hook back down the manhole. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab one of them by the arm as they were waking up. We are leaving and pull them up. Leaving <laughs> as, sounds as a, great. <laughs> as we uh, rush towards the manhole cover. Is that manhole moved yet? We are in position. Gunner, is it off? Oh, uh, yep. Everything's good. All right, let's go. Let's go. Help me help me winch these two up. Sending the winch down. Uh, and we'll, we'll take them up one at a time. Um. Uh, and I'm going to look back at FP. FP, do uh, you have any ideas how to make this a lot worse for our hosts? I've got a plan for that <laughs> once we escape. No, I do not. <laughs> oh, actually, um, FP is going to click a, um, a cipher, and it's almost like a little disc that he like slots into his head. It's going to cast Borrowed Knowledge, which gives him proficiency in, in a skill. Okay. And could I could he use this to like teach himself about architecture and find like a weak structural point in this building that would just like collapse if 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 something were to explode nearby? Sure. Uh what we'll do is um we'll say he's borrowing the knowledge from Gunner. And so <laughs> Gunner is going to roll um a uh survival to identify the weak point on FP's behalf. Um, and we're going to see how it goes. That's an 18. Oh, yeah. Gunner, pff, this is Gunner we're talking about. Um, Gunner knows exactly where an explosive would go. If only FP had any explosives to put down, uh, he could totally blow up this building. Gunner, I have a fantastic location to detonate the inside of this building. Once we are up, would you please drop down a explosive for me? And I will put it in place. Don't exactly have a big boom yet, or left. Just used it. Um, how's a slow burn? I would like to use an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while they're putting stuff together, gearing up, um, Gunner is uh, is working on his his Nomengard grenades. Yep. And FP is like sitting there next to him, studying it. Um, so th that is very expertly and finely crafted. 
Do you make many of these? Thank you. Um, well, to be completely honest, I've learned a lot of it from a couple other people, but yes, it's, you know, takes a lot of time, a lot of resources, but yeah, it's, it's pretty useful. And how difficult is it to make something smaller and more precise and condensed? Oh, much easier. Got one of these, and he pulls out a frag grenade. <laughs> these are a lot easier to make. And uh, so FP is going to uh, do a trial run of his borrowed knowledge, and while Gunner is preparing his explosives, FP is also going to build a, a demolition charge and stash it underneath the seat uh, that Gunner is in. Great. For use later. Yep. And so when we pop back to the present, um, there is one extra under your seat that I prepared earlier. Would you toss it down to me, please? Sorry, we're actually not done in the flashback here. Um, as a reminder, oh. you cannot fail in a flashback, so you obviously craft the thing, but I do need a survival check to determine how long the fuse is that FP crafts. <laughs> I need, I need like, that okay. DJ, like, record, like, scratch, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back into the flashback. <laughs> 16. 16. You get a fuse that's pretty decently long. You get about 30 seconds on that fuse, or up to 30 nice. seconds. You can obviously dial it back if you need to. Very Gunner good. will take the the out, out from the bottom of the seat. Wow, great for a first time. I'm impressed. He'll Thank pass you. it down. Looks like about 30 seconds on that. Sound good? Affirmative. Perfect. And FP will wait to be the last person to be winched up. And as he's going up on the wind, he's going to... Well, no, he'll, he'll set it in place on the structural place and then hit the timer and winch himself up into the cipher truck gonna roll the it is go time passage of time all right you make it out nobody comes into the warehouse uh, on the way out as we put the manhole cover back i'm going to pull out a piece of charcoal and uh scratch out the sigil of the black fang on the manhole cover. Ooh, i like that uh roll um Roll history, even if you're untrained in it, just don't add your proficiency bonus. But roll history to recall and then replicate the the sigil of the black fang. I mean, come on, it's black fang. It's like you draw like a tooth. Yeah, it's like the underground cult that you know are yeah. hidden in the shadows and don't have a lot of visibility. Like, could I assist him with that? No, he just, since he, just he knows everybody. Yeah, oh, you know what? Tooth. That's fair. He does know everybody. Um. Roll it with advantage because uh, Bruiser's helping. Roll it with advantage. Bruiser's like, no, oh, I, I think it looks like better. The, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The fang goes like that. You see? Oh, I was, left, I was just gonna the right. I was just gonna draw a tooth. Oh, 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 that's a little bit more. Oh, I, I, I. Mm, all right, I see. And as I'm hanging out the bottom of the thing, as I finish this up, I'm like, wow. And I just close up the thing, and I'm like, we're ready to go. Just so I know, and, what did you? Roll? Oh, I, sorry. I, I thought I said. I rolled uh, 17 on the die. I don't have a lot of history. Uh, 19. Uh, you rolled a 19 too. And you put this on the manhole cover? Yes. Cool. Um, and then you ride off into the night. and pass, pass without a trace so our tracks, our cipher truck won't leave tracks and no one can follow us. Very nice. Um, and, you, and you skate off into the night. Uh, this is a successful heist. And as your reward, you find yourselves sometime later... Uh, in a safe place, um, are you going to try and establish a safe house in the city, or are you going to use like just outside the city or somewhere in the mountains in like the non-passable regions as your kind of parking? Mm. 
Gunner with his survival uh, would be willing to guide us safe passage somewhere, find shelter in the mountain. If also, except a bruiser know know of a safe house or somebody oh, that true. would have a safe house in the city. Those were the two ways I was going to justify it. So whichever flavor <laughs> you choose, uh, that Bruiser would have advocated for his way, but won't oppose if everyone rather go to the mountain. Mm. I think that it would be, and he like leans in and like starts to finish the rest in thieves can't hand signs with these two. Maybe they can't escape so well if we're in the woods. Mm. Would you rather a nice warm bed or a stone floor? Gunner says stone floor. No offense, I Gunner, am metal. but you're a little biased. I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the warm bed, and I'm going to look over to Rex and Sasha. I'm going to assume you two vote for the warm bed. They look up at you and in thieves can't give you just a yes. <laughs> like with the hand okay. Warm bed it is. Yeah, let's, let's take the Do warm bed. Do we hear the boom? The, yes. From the, yeah. uh... As you drive off, you hear the boom. <laughs> Of the, the building collapsing. Ox, yeah. did you intend not to bring back your owl? I'd like to use an ocean. <laughs> um, when all this craziness is going on, right? After I just saved these two uh, in this most hairy moment. I realize that our time is nigh and things are wrapping up. Um, and I tell the owl, like, all right, go back to the cipher truck. I'll meet you there. And and so the, the, away and yeah, heads up to the cipher truck. So we cut back to the present. <clears throat> I don't know what you mean. And I reach out the window and the little owl <laughs> reaches out and, and, and flutters down down to my arm and I bring it back inside the truck. The owl from somewhere has picked time. up a tiny pair of sunglasses. Nice. And so as it lands, <laughs> it lands with like the Ray-Ban, like the square shades. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, okay, so you're using somewhere in the city as your, your safe house safe area. House. Um, yep. So you, um, you can use the gunner probably, or not gunner, bruiser knows people in the historical district, the entertainment district, and the tech district of the city. Um, Gunner or Bruiser, which safe house are you taking them to? We're going to Entertainment District. Yeah, you're going to the Entertainment District, um, and so we find you in uh, what what's supposed to be um, a it's it's a floor of a casino slash hotel that's been closed for maintenance and renovation, but it's been closed and being renovated for as long as anybody can remember. And um, on this floor, which has, you know, the skeletons of rooms in it, there is one room fully furnished, soundproofed walls. It's a great safe room that um, you, you've got the hookup. Bruiser's got the hookup and you, you find yourselves there with Rex and Sasha. Oh, oh. You are a lifesaver, Bruiser. Hey, anytime. Mickey, he always pulls through. All right. Rex, Sasha, I don't know what hell you've two been through, but... Uh... Yeah, long time no see, eh? Hi. Uh, <laughs> they like, you know, there's like smoke and stuff coming out of their lungs. <clears throat> hey, uh, we didn't expect to see you. How did you even know we were in there? Uh, long story. Uh, too long, in fact. Um, Way too long. But what, like three, actually, four hours? <laughs> uh, more, more like uh, I'd, I'd rather make sure. Um, 
see i'm Box. gonna be honest with you yes i believe they may have not been in their correct state of mind uh, i'm gonna take a uh a little rock gotta bop them I, I, i'm no. bopping them no um <laughs> no. <laughs> they said they only they said they only it's only been a few hours i don't follow fp i'm still bopping them by the way. Just okay, to... you bang, bang, bop them both with a rock. They each take a hit point of damage and look at you like, whoa, what the heck, man? What Sorry, it's for? the standard procedure. Uh, standard procedure for rescuing victims of torture and trauma is to hit them with a rock? It, Listen, yes. It's standard procedure when the prisoners are from You could be my best friend, you could be my mother, I'd still do it. Standard procedure, I assure you. I'm going to roll persuasion to convince them that I, I wasn't out of malice. That sounds like... Oh, well, okay, so it wasn't out of malice, so go ahead and roll pers- no. persuasion. Um, that is a 23. Yeah, they seem persuaded. All okay. right, I, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, uh, FP, I don't, I don't follow. What, what is this all about? Do you think they, they've... Wait, how long... Wait, what day do you think it is? I look back at Rex and Sasha. They give you the accurate day. <laughs> okay. Whatever that day is. All right. My mistake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they know what day it is. Okay. I, I think I see where you were going there with that, FP. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be honest. Uh, we're following a different lead, and you aren't the end of it. You're just a part of it. And so in order to make sure we didn't just risk our lives saving your lives for nothing besides, well, I, admittedly, I'd feel a little bad. I mean, I, I don't think you guys were really out to get us that much though i do remember you both were doing something tricky the last time we met i need to know if you know anything about our previous companion that you may not see around here in fact you may not recognize anybody else but me i haven't seen these people before Pre- previous what who are you little guy had like a little pat could mold earth recognize you you don't recognize me i shape shift into like five different faces i've used in the past Oh, this one? Oh, wait, this we, one? We know that one. <laughs> that one? Oh. oh. You. Okay. <laughs> we, Sorry. I... Uh, that was also horrifying. Please never do it again. Um, okay. Yeah, I so hear that. You, we tried to, they said, it, like, suddenly the pieces are coming together. We tried to send you a mess. Did you get the, the message we sent you? Uh, assume no. Oh, man, you're the, the, the one with the hat. Um, the short one, he's, he's here, he's in stainless somewhere. Um, they, they, we saw him come in with the, oh, and they're like, you know, the headaches and whatever. Uh, okay, uh the, okay. the private security goons brought him yep. in, um, and yes. they took him to, 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 uh, to the, yes. the vaults. They took him to the vaults. Um, okay. Uh, oh, Summit, Summit Tower. Uh, and the, the vault and the we pieces, just blew up. The pieces begin sort of no, no. falling together as they talk. They it takes them a little while to put put all the pieces together in a coherent way for you. Um, but it comes out that the vaults are a team, not a place. Um, the vaults are a group of people who are trusted with things that absolutely, positively must be kept hidden, secret, and safe. And pretty much everybody who's anybody has an account with them, um, as far as people in stainless. Um, there, um... go ahead. That that's a summit tower. Are you, are you saying they're in the financial district? I sort of. So um, nobody knows where the vaults keep their stuff. But if you um, if you want them to store something for you, you you meet with you make an appointment in Summit Tower. You you go to the reception desk. 
and you say, and they give you a code phrase or whatever it is. Like, you know, there's some insider phrase um, right. that, that you use to, to make an, make an appointment with them. Um, and then, and then you get this meeting uh, and it, they, they don't really have, like, you can't look them up in a directory. They don't have an office in summit tower, but it's always one of three floors when you want to meet with them. One of the, the same three floors, it's on the 37th, the 47th or the 67th floor. Um, and, um, we saw, we saw, uh, your, your short, what was his name? Um, the short, anyway, we saw him get yep. brought under, yep. under guard to summit tower and we haven't seen him since. And when we saw him, we thought he must be in trouble. So we tried to send you a message and I think that must be how they found us. Um, they must have, they must have, you know, caught it at, at scale and sons or whatever, because we, uh, we, we had a meeting arranged with the vaults to try and get, um, get, get him released. That was supposed to have been set up by you guys. But when we got there, it was only Vexar. Um, and he, Ooh. he captured us. Um, and, and we've been stuck in that place ever since. How did, where did you send this letter? Through scale and sons. We, we, we just told to them who? that Who'd it you address it to. Oh, uh, we, we addressed it to the, um, your orc, your orc guy. Um, the, he seemed like the nicest one. So we sent it to him hoping he would be nicer than, I mean, we obviously didn't make a great impression on you the last time we saw you. FP62 oh. has a hand up. What's up? Can I make an insight check to see if they're telling the truth? You certainly can. Six. Uh, you <laughs> aren't sure. You can't determine. FP I doesn't will... know enough about social like... cues to read people who are in shock. Yeah. And that's probably why he can't and... tell. And when he has this realization, he, he like understands its necessity um, and that his skill is lacking in this. Um, and he's going to click one of his ciphers and cast Zone of Truth in this room. And then he's Whoa. going to click another one and cast Detect Thoughts on the two, on the, the one that is a bit more chatty. Whoa. Okay, sorry, I'm reading those spell descriptions. Um, magical zone, zone of truth, foot radius. That's big enough for them yep. both. Um, and it's everyone that's in it. Yeah, yeah. They they know that they're under it, uh, that they're under the spell, and they are compelled to tell the truth. But they don't have, like, they don't have to divulge information. They can like omit things if they want. Right. They can say but nothing, everything or that, they can say out. not quite the whole truth. Right. Um, right. And then detect thoughts. You can read the thoughts of certain creatures. Uh, initially, learn the surface thoughts. So this is a thing that goes over time. You get more and more, right? Um, initially, yeah. learn the surface thoughts. And you of can the delve deeper. In. As an action, you can shift to another creature's thoughts or probe deeper into the same creature's mind. So you're probing deeper into um, whichever one is talking. You said, um, we'll Correct. say that's Rex. And um, if you probe deeper, the target must make a Wisdom save. And if it fails which they do, um, you gain insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind. Um, the thing looming large in its mind is that what, what you keep seeing in Rex's mind is it's like a replay or a flashback over and over again of Jeb being brought in, walked into Summit Tower um, with uh, private security goons kind of huddled around him, hands firmly on his shoulder, um, but him not actually resisting. He seems to be walking with them. Um, and, and they, they lead him into summit tower and it's just that thing playing over and over again. That's the scene that's like stuck in their mind, something they're worrying over. Um, the emotional state 
is pretty much flat and emotionless. Like these are these are people who are in shock, and so they don't really have coherent emotions the way that normal creatures would. Um, they're kind of in like a all that's functioning is the superego, right? Like they're they're able to have the conversation and recall memories, but not necessarily feel the deeper, more subconscious things at the moment. Um, and let's see, there's something else you get, right? Oh, they're reasoning. Um, they're talking to you because um, they like their reasoning is that they were trying to send you a message before or send four guys a message. Um, and they are persuaded that Fox is who Fox says he is. If he will stand up and approach them. <clears throat> Why are you helping us? What is in this for you? Uh, hopefully a chance to pay back a debt. Fox, are you aware of them being owed a debt? Hmm. If I remember correctly, we were both stuck in that trap, were we not? Yes. And I believe we helped each other out of that. Well, we might have helped them out of it. Yeah. So... Everyone helped everyone is really what happened. Um, because they were under orders from Alex Greenvale at the time. That's who they were serving. So, yeah, no, we uh, we helped them get out of a bind, though initially they did put us into that bind. They are being truthful. Well... And what they say is correct. So is there an anything else about this summit tower, the vaults, even, even Jeb? The little I think one we'll need start. to make an appointment. Uh, I... We we overheard. Um, this is the first time that Sasha has chimed in. Yeah, we we overheard um, while they were the well, Rex had fallen unconscious already. But the they were um, interrogating us, I guess. And someone came in. A, a a red cloak came in, and there was an argument. It seems like the red cloaks resented the whatever that spooky thing was that was like guarding us. It, it seemed like it was an issue for them. Um, and they weren't happy about it being there. Uh, and, and then there was another person who interrupted, uh, who came in when they thought we were already unconscious. Um, Fexar was, was cleaning off weapons or tools or whatever. And, and someone came in and said that, Oh, what did they, and you can see that Sasha is trying to remember like exact words. They said mm -hmm. something like the the artificers don't have enough power. They need somewhere to siphon power from. Uh and and something about destroying destroying three pieces. I don't I don't know what that means. Um maybe maybe that means something I don't pieces of what, but they were they needed more power to do it. Um, um Fox is immediately pulling out uh paper and penning down uh, a letter okay all right and that that's right. that really i i i blacked out after that i don't remember anything else listen uh to be honest you two got drug into this for just trying to help us and i i appreciate that you, you tried to help us and i'm so sorry that you got dragged into this um we may have been at odds and you may have Try to put us in a trap. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I, you all teams seem like some honest folk, and like you were trying to redeem what you've what you had left. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm not making sense, am I? Listen. You two get some rest. All right. They've fallen asleep um, already. <laughs> like, Bruiser, not, can they... not like comfortably, like they've kind of sure. passed back out, you know, and fallen asleep. Uh, Bruiser, can they stay here for a bit while we're in town? Of course. If they need accommodations anywhere else, uh, I can get them that safely. Um, we should probably get them something that's uh, separate from ours just in case we get tracked. We don't I can make arrangements. And then Bruiser will. Um, We'll get up and go to like the, the pantry cabinet, pull out some snacks and drinks and just set them next to them uh, for them when they wake right. up. That con so hospitality. Yes. <laughs> I think Bruiser was right, though, as I'm finishing up this letter. I think, I think we need to go make an appointment. Hey, FB. Yes. You still got that tracking beacon thing? Um, no. Well, I have another. The original one should have still been on Vexar unless he removed it. We can uh, store something with them and track it and see what they do with it. That's a good idea. All right. I think we have the beginning of a plan here, folks. And as the sun uh, begins to peek over the horizon outside the window on the first of your prep days for the next caper, tonight's uh, episode of the Winged Badger Tavern comes to a close. <laughs>